0: Oh, it's time! It's time! It's hyper time to podcast.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the hyper time. The hyper time to podcast. This gonna be a, This is a special episode. Uh, I'm. Posting this one, because New York Comic Con wrapped up, and Josh Miller wanted, did you just want to do a, like, reacting to what, what went on at the convention, like, comic stuff?
2: Yeah, like, I didn't really stay too engrossed in everything that was happening, but there was definitely a few things that came up that I was interested in talking about in a little bit, so... I think we each have a few things here that we wanted to bring up, and one of—I know at least two of them on your list—I wanted to talk about too. So,
1: honestly, I was the only reason. I, there's there's the the third thing on my I'm I'm, I'm going to talk about. That was more of a a favor one. Like, I'll I'll put I'll put this on because I don't want to show. I'm gonna I don't wanna be, i do not want to be too biased.
2: Not gonna lie, I kind of did the
1: same thing. So, uh. If you if you listen to Win podcasts that myself and Grain Web do on the VGU.TV podcast feed, there's gonna be a bit of a it's gonna be if Win and Hypertime did a, did the fusion dance.
0: Fusion, ha!
1: And it's Hyperwin. <laughs> or hyperin. Sounds like a medication. So um yeah DC Marvel they 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 had presences at the <laughs> convention but but honestly, New York Comic Con is now was 10 years ago as in in terms of just like a a local thing it's now like the it's now the east coast version of San Diego Comic Con with all the with all the people making it impossible to get anything done so, um, me and Josh are gonna we're gonna do one thing each. There were mainly mainly like six things. One of them, one of them, unfortunately, is a sad thing. So we just we just chose six things that happened, or that were related to what happened at Comic Con, or so much. Josh, you want to just mention the unfortunate thing that happened?
2: Yeah, I could go ahead and bring that up here.
1: Because I, I'm not really familiar with with this person's work.
2: Yeah, honestly, neither am I. This is like just something that had come up as I was looking for news stories here. Um, so the first one I have here... From Bleeding Cool. Just, just yeah, from Bleeding Cool, And so I will be reading some of the information here. I will also include it in the show notes as well. Um, but Jung Gi Kim, who I guess is a popular webtoonist. Um, he has done, um, I guess it's Manwa magazine, Young Gym, Um and also drew six volumes of the Manwa webtoon TLT, or Tiger the Longtail. He also illustrated two novels written by the French author Bernard Werber. He passed away on his way to New York Comic Con. Uh, he was actually heading over from, I believe it was Q- No, he passed away in Paris. He was actually exhibiting his work over there, and he was getting ready to hop on a plane and died of a heart attack at the age of 47. Um, And I think he was actually coming over to New York Comic Con to try and do basically charity work. Yeah, he was doing a charity art auction at New York Comic Con and basically made himself famous by doing like different live drawing events. Uh, the most notable one being in 2011, where he was drawing at the, I think it's, I don't know how to pronounce it, Bukian Comic Festival. Um, basically, I guess he draws incredibly detailed work in an incredibly fast amount of time. He So one of the things he did was that he had a live drawing performance in which he would, said, draw huge detailed scenes without preparation, penciling, sketching and research. And he ended up entering the Guinness Book of World Records for the longest drawing by an individual. And so, like, just Bleeding Cool has a few of his artworks here, and it looks incredible. And I'm kind of surprised I had not heard of him before.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at his one of his um, video game uh, ones. Mm hmm. And this is like no no this is someone who should have been like should have been making millions of dollars,
2: oh, yeah. Like I guess he had done um, some American comic books such as the Flash and Civil War ii like covers. But as far as I know, he didn't really do any like American interior work, which Bleeding Cool has like this one image from I guess Marvel. And, like, the amount of detail and characters on it make me think, like, he could have been a... George uh, Perez? A George Perez, yeah. Like, that's the exact person I was thinking of looking at this. Like, it is incredible work. And the fact that I had not heard of this guy before, because this is someone I think I'm going to go back and look at some of his work, because it's very impressive.
1: Yeah, like, he. I'm looking at one of his uh, drawings of a, like a, like a military style thing, or it looks like, it looks like someone he just drew a video game. Mm-hmm. Like, pers- first-person perspective in a video game.
2: Oh, yeah, it looks like it could be, like, a scene from Call of Duty or something.
1: His, I'm looking at his cover, or his variant on and uh, from Flash 33, during, during New 52. Mm-hmm. And I realized that this is actually the um, the dark the dark era as I call it for, for the Flash. Uh Like there's another one where he he it was like the 75th anniversary of Batman uh, issue, like variant, which looks much better. Or I think this actually I was like looking at the wrong image, and like you got the image is basically the Flash. The Flash is the only thing called like his costume is the only thing in color. And he's going after uh, Batman. And it's just stunning at how. Looks like he's running into a, uh aha video.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, because everything else is just in, like, black, white, and gray. And. Yeah, it's
1: just only the red and yellow.
0: Mm hmm.
2: Yeah, it seems like just the comic world, the, the world in general, lost a. From what I can tell, an amazing artist. Um. So. Yeah, I just thought we should take a moment to recognize him because, wow, just ugh, this art looks amazing. I know. Why don't you check it out?
1: Yeah, if anything, you should you should um, yeah, just like just make sure to put that. There has to be some like a mass like collection of his works that can be seen, like what was it, or like a some type of blog.
2: I would think so. I might actually. Because Bleeding Cool here has, like, the video of him drawing at that comic festival that went viral, I guess. And so I might actually put that in the show notes as well for everyone to check out.
1: Okay, and I will take the the sad sadness and we'll go from dark, sad, to a very bright future. And that's the future of Su- Superman and the Superman family.
0: In man, I'm excited.
1: Yeah, so... Uh, Dan Jurgens, Joshua Williamson, Philip Kennedy Johnson, Mark Russell. were at the panel at Comic-Con. And boy, am I excited for what's coming up for Superman. So I think a lot of it started
2: when, uh, was it, is it Dan Mora had posted an image of the Superman family, like yeah. in preparation for this panel, which was like just enough to get people to start talking about it <laughs> like new costumes and everything and it looks so good. Lots of jackets.
1: Yeah, and this this is going to bring in like as I mentioned the whole the super whole Superman family like John Kent, Connell, even more. And this is all this is all going to start in 2023 with like the yeah, like the image has like the, the image I'm looking at for example has uh Supergirl, Superboy, John Kent Superman Natasha Irons, and Kong uh, Keenan, who is the ch- Superman of China. And I'm what? definitely I'm definitely behind on my comics because I'm looking at the news story. And... Oh, okay. I saw, I saw... I see... Yes, Clark's dead right now, but let's not pretend we don't know where that's going. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that that what's going on in action?
0: <laughs>
1: it's like, oh, no. I just found my comics that had all my all the Dark Crisis stuff in it, so I have to get to that. But there's gonna be a pair of new books for, for the Super Family, along with a structural change to to Action Comics. So in starting in January, Action Comics will feature three stories focused on individual members of the Super Family, which includes China, Superman Con Keenan, along with a pair of currently unnamed twins, and the way you can tell they're, it's an actual family, like, it's the super family, because they all have the, or a variation of this this the House of El Crest. Which I don't know if you know the shash. That means hope.
2: Yes, yes I do.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so the first story, by uh, Philip Kennedy Johnson and Rafa Sandoval, we'll see Lux Luthor conscript Metallo into undermining the Men of Steel's recent heroics. Dan Juergens and Lee Weeks will handle the second arc about a young John Kent getting the hang of his powers on the Kent family farm. And the third arc from Leo Williams and Marguerite Savage or Savage, I'm not, I can't pronounce that correctly. I apologize. Will be a three-part story focused on Power Girl whose return is connected to something that uh, Josh is going to talk about after this thing. Then Johnson explained that the, the new three-story format for Action is inspired by the the triangle era that that defined Superman during the early '90s to the 2000s. And he, he said his one his one one-word mission statement for for Action Comics in 2023 is Super Family. Sadly, uh, Bruno Redondo is taking a break from Superman: Son of kal and sadly, Superman: Son of kal is uh, ending, which uh, that's that's let's talk for another day. But Tom Taylor and Clayton Henry are teaming up for <laughs> Adventures of Superman, John Kent, which is the, the series which will. This is going to be the follow up to Son of Kal-El, which that issue that series is ending with issue eighteen, and it actually has a really. I'm 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 all in on this uh, premise. The sixth issue, you will see John battle Ultraman. Yeah, and that same miniseries will also feature Balzad, <laughs> Superman of Earth Two. Remember when we did the ep- the episode of the show on the Omniverse? Sure do. And I was a little he- little, but I was a little worried that there would there still be some problems. <laughs> Never in my wildest dreams would I expect a character from an alternate Earth from a publishing mission that would that would end up being undone. Like I would never expect to see like I mean Pandora got Rorschach. Yeah. <laughs> which is yeah. But I did I I would ne- I never expect that Balzad would come back.
2: Yeah, I was not expecting that. So when that dropped I was like, finally, bring him back. He was great. Great design and everything. Love it.
1: And um, yeah, Valzad he he made his debut in the Earth Two World's End miniseries, which a lot of people a lot of people didn't like. I I wasn't a fan. That I wasn't a fan of it.
2: Yeah, I wasn't too crazy about it.
1: There's that issue where they find, where, like they they reveal like way into like in like in universe for a while that no Superman actually was alive and he was was if I'm not mistaken he wasn't he like fueling. That he was like he was being like he was like the t- the template for something something about something along the lines of a template for apocalypse or the, or something about the fire pits.
2: Yeah, something like that. It's been a while since I've read it.
1: And and then up and ended up with like it, with convergence. He had a different interpretation of the legacy mantle, like how Dick Grayson was Earth Two Batman, Valzad was Earth Two Superman. Then he had that on-and-off thing with uh, Power Girl, I think. But enough of that. Uh, with with, now, with Clark back in the picture, though, he'll be headlining a new main Superman comic by Josh Williamson and Jamal Campbell. And in addition to old foes like Parasite and Livewire coming out of the woodwork, Williamson teased that new ones would be showing up to test Clark. And I just love uh, Gizmodo's the way they just said, uh, after having spent so long making the DC universe go to hell, the writer confessed to feeling elated at, after at getting the chance to uh, handle one of the publisher's most uplifting, uplifting heroes. And yeah, had a quote of after the darkness of last year in the DCU, there is no character better suited to, to lead DC into the light than Superman. Saying, I'm very excited to take Clark Kent on a fun pulp-style adventure in Metropolis against his greatest villains, and I the Jamal Campbell, the image he 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 drew of Perry White, Superman, Jimmy Olsen, Lois. Meanwhile, you have Lex. You have Livewire. It's just... I can't wait. can told January, to January of next year.
2: Yeah, like, this is probably the most excited I've been for the Superman stuff in a long time. Like, I read the War World stuff, and it never really... I don't know, it just didn't really do a whole lot for me. But like all these costume changes they're like I mentioned in our last episode, Power Girl is yet again going to try and get some spotlight. John being able to confront Ultraman again after I think the last time we saw him was being kidnapped by him, basically.
1: Yeah, he was held hostage.
2: Yeah, just like all this stuff I'm super interested in.
1: The Dan Mora image. For New York Comic Con, yes, I, I, I can't express how much I love how Superboy has the the classic '90s, like it's a, it's a, it's not the updated version of it, but the classic '90s uh, Metropolis Kid.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: And also, all the designs just look so good. They're so slick. There's only I only have one problem. It's a problem, but it's not really a problem. It's like a it's this is so great, but I wish that w- there's like, I wish another person involved, uh, Gail Simone, because Gail Simone has been very vocal about her wanting to write, uh, Supergirl. Oh, I would love a Gail Simone Supergirl. Oh, give her a chance at that. Yeah. Like considering how all the other female characters she's written, you'd think that, uh, we're, we're going to actually get just lead into, uh, the D, other your other DC thing, um. You think that with uh, Mark Wade coming back and leading, basically taking taking charge of the next event, you think that Gal Small would come back and do some cool stuff. And speaking of uh, Mark Wade, tell the listeners about Lazarus Plan.
2: So yes, in 2023, DC has another event planned. Uh, What was originally going to be called Magical Crisis is now going to be called Lazarus Planet, which is a dope name. I love it. But basically, and this is from Bleeding Cool as well, is that Mark Waite is going to spin a event out of his Batman v. Robin series, and he is going to include other creators such as Ricardo Federici, uh, Gene Luen Yang, Billy Tan, Nicole Maines, Skylar Patridge, Francis Manipal, Dan Waters, Philip Kennedy Johnson, Joseph Campbell, and more. And he's going to shake some things up.
1: When I first heard the news many years ago about 5G and all that, every every month it would be bleeding Cold would have like the next 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 update on 5G. I'd just be just really, really pressed like it's all good it's all gonna go downhill man it's all gonna gonna. All the dogs. <laughs> which
2: sucks, but have you checked out the uh dan didio interview at word balloon
1: no i have not i i'm definitely gonna look at look that up
2: so he had, there's a two-parter um the first one is like at a uh it's at some con where dan is part of a basically it's like a panel on Dan talking about him and Frank Miller's thing that they're about to do. But part two is just a one on one with him and uh, John Sinches. And he talks pretty in depth about 5G. And so I think you'd be very interested to hear uh, kind of what all was planned, because it actually got me kind of bummed that we don't (laughs) we're not going to see how that played out.
1: I do like the um, the promo image for uh, Lazarus Planet. There's just one thing I'm just immediately drawn to, and that's cyborg. Oh. He looks—he looks like a, he's a member of the Borg. <laughs> like, there's a Borg, like a Borg joke. Like, actually, no, that would make. I think that would make that just make some. That'd be a little too on the eye, on the nose, on the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember the like reading the whole thing was like, how to get to be, how to get to be that the uh, DC press, uh, like DC comics like PR staff having fun with it on the whole thing and they should because it's what's going on with so-and-so what's going on what's going on with this person and how did monkey monkey prince get get to be in charge of, <laughs> of the DC universe and I'm just like uh, yes this is, this is all the stuff I want
2: yeah I'm like I should probably go and start reading monkey prince because I'm kind of surprised that This character that I feel like just got going and is now going to play a prominent role in this upcoming event. But yeah, this event, uh, I guess. So Batman vs. Robin number four is coming out in December. And so this will spin off off of that. And according to the synopsis of what this whole thing is going to be about, it says, The Lazarus volcano has erupted, spewing dangerous and transformative chemicals into Earth's atmosphere resulting in chaos across the DC universe, which sounds like Terrigen mists in a way, but I'll just move on. (laughs) As these Lazarus clouds rain down upon the planet, people across the globe begin to develop strange new abilities, watch their already extraordinary abilities change, and witness a whole host of chaos unlike anything that DCU has experienced before. And then they show us kind of the uh, promo image. It's basically like a before and after. Like, here are six heroes... Like before it happens, and then six after, then the six zeros after their hours
1: or bodies change. There's one that I know. You, I, I tagged you in in the Facebook in our Facebook. Yes. Oh, right. this is the Randy Marsh. Um,
2: oh,
1: I love it. it. It's the <laughs> Randy Marsh uh, thing that James Mangold would always get tagged in, um, in the ucu chat. Who's a ghost? Um, yeah. So. The characters
2: are see if i can uh name there's one in particular i'm not sure about so i might have to okay so first one is john kent and he receives the many people don't like it oh, i love it and that's the electric superpowers that superman received at the end of the 90s so we get electric superman john kent and then this is the one i don't know who is this woman next to him
1: Oh, that is um, that's punchline. Is that punchline? I believe so. She looks much different than what I remember her. So I wonder. Are you talking about the the ones in between John and Batman? Yeah, like with the red jacket. Yeah have Have you been reading any of the, the Joker like ongoing series? I think I've missed like the last few issues. Okay, well, I know that and... Tynion... Uh, created her, or someone else created her, like as a "quote unquote" replacement Harley, like replacement Harley Quinn, which which got everyone um, angry for a bit. Yeah, then, but then there's um, a lurking. Yeah, but in the in the hero or in the in the in this image, there's Punchline, who looks actually what. Yeah, she Punchline looks like she has, like, Zatanna's, or, no, no, no. Like, it's weird, like, she
2: almost, I mean, it does look like she has, like, some fishnet thing going on.
1: I don't know, like, that's an actual, Uh, like, Punchline, um, character design.
2: Either way, there's a character here. (laughs) Uh, I don't know what the difference in her is going to be exactly. She's more like hunched over. Uh, looks like she might have claws. So I don't know. Something's going on with her.
1: The uh, Batman is wearing the helm of Nabu. Yes. Which if you invoke anything, if you even utter that Constantine show I had the helm of Dr. Fate, and I watched it. Nothing ever <laughs> happened, but I watched it. Just uh Stargirl. First, first, well, for early episodes of the series, they went to the the JSA headquarters, and the the helm of Nabu was there, and I was like, I was, I was, it was basically just me. Every week on, like, this is, just, this is this is a bit of a tangent, but have you have you been watching Stargirl season three?
2: No, I have not been able to watch much of anything.
1: Okay, well, because I've watched uh, this the DC. Secret Origin documentary, so many times I know it almost like the back of my hand. There was a they did a thing like the comic book thing where they they slipped a creator that you from that era in as like a alias alias for another character. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Sportsmaster, so th- this name is an alias used by uh Lawrence Crock, and the, the name they use Irwin Erwin Haston. And I just like yes, because <laughs> he was part of like the golden age of DC, or hmm. at the oh, technically national like like from before like from from the 30s and 40s. And I just like I ate that up. But to go back to um, this whole thing, yeah, in the in the image, uh, Doomsday is has is Martian Manhunter. <laughs> mm-hmm and and it shouldn't it shouldn't work as much as as it's working
2: <laughs> he almost kind of looks like shrapnel in a way oh yeah like a shrapnel meets doomsday sort of uh <laughs> kind of design
1: i don't know if it this is uh cyborg looks like it's works there's like there's two different versions of like two different images of cyborg he looks like he <sighs> I honestly can't tell what's going on with this with cyborg, but
2: yeah, he looks kind of like he's in pain, but he has like this red light shining off of his. Yeah, almost like he's not in control of his body or something. I'm not not entirely
1: sure what else going on with him. And then I'm assuming this character that far right is uh, Renee Montoya. Yeah, I'm not sure because they also because or could be could be mercy graves? I was thinking it might be mercy graves, but. Uh, Do you want to read the the 11 questions that are being asked?
2: Yeah, so uh, before we get there, so they have it separated out to where Lazarus Planet will be. Let's see, it looks like seven issues from what I can tell. I'm starting on January 10th, uh, which is Lazarus Planet Alpha, and then just goes week by week after that. So Lazarus Planet Assault on Krypton is January 17th. Lazarus Planet We Once Were Gods is January 24th. On the 31st is Lazarus Planet Legends Reborn. February 7th will be Lazarus Planet Next Evolution. On Valentine's Day, we will see Lazarus Planet Dark Fate. And then a week after that will be Lazarus Planet Omega.
1: And here are the questions being asked.
2: (laughs) Can Power Girl free herself from the out-of-control Omen? Who are the mysterious trio claiming to be resurrected siblings of Raven? Wait, 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 wait. Oh, okay. Was there, I want to say it was, was it Titans? Where they had like siblings of Raven before? Oh my God, I might have to double check on that. I want to say it was like Judd Winnick and uh, Ian Churchill. It was once in my head, but I could totally be wrong on that. I swear I remember Raven having siblings before. I will have to double check on that after this.
1: I know which uh, run you're talking like, what I think like the middle, middle 2000s uh, run of.
2: Time. Yeah. Also, it was like when they brought in power boy and stuff. But yeah. I'm going to go double check on that. Cause I feel like they've kind of done this before. I wonder if it'll be the same characters though. So the number three is will dreamers visions guide our heroes to the path of victory. Can mercy graves survive the transformation she's undergone. This one explains Martian Manhunter. Will he survive a psychic link to a doomsday nest? Can new hero City Boy hope to commune with Gotham in time to save it? How far would the question go to chase a lead across a transformed Gotham City? Will the flame of Firestorm burn out yet another horrific host? And here we go. And what does DC's Monkey Prince have to do with all of this? Here's a hint for the last one. Damian Wayne puts out a distress call for whoever can still hear it. Come to the ruins of the Hall of Justice and help save the world.
1: Then I think, I don't know what Bleeding Cool is doing here, but it kind of. I, I think it was a. <laughs> I think they. they messed re- I, yeah, I think, I think they forgot to pre- press enter and just include <laughs> their name in the beginning. Says Blue Beetle, Power Girl,
2: Cyborg, Batman and more answer the call. But well, why could the fate of all life as we know it rest in the hands of monkey prince
1: okay so i i looked up the characters you're thinking of, you may be thinking of mm-hmm. the seven sins uh jared jesse jacob jack james and Glo- and Gladney. like the son the sons of trigon
2: that's probably what i'm thinking of yes that's exactly what i'm thinking of yes so no it will not be the same people Raven discovers that Trigon had more than one child, her half-siblings, and that a trio of children devoted to her father are behind the attacks. She is affected along with many of the other titans by these three beings. Raven's three half-brothers use her and Beast Boy as keys to open a portal to Trigon's realm. Just this random like people also ask on Google.
1: <laughs> okay, uh I'm gonna i I'm gonna save the best one, the one I'm more excited for for last. Because <laughs> I I swear I'm gonna, I'm I'm waiting up until morning when this whole thing goes live so I can do do the whole thing. Okay. So we're going to switch over from DC to uh Marvel. And Marvel at New York Comic Con decided to start d- discuss the future of Sp- Spider-Man and the X-Men and a one-shot called Avengers Assemble Alpha number 1 which is going to be the capstone of jason okay. aaron's avengers run and it's CB Sibolsky Cibals- saying said it was it's one of the biggest avengers event ever
2: i should probably go and check out jason aaron's run on avengers i took uh, like as a writer but haven't read any of his avengers
1: it is a there is there's so much is there i'm not trying to, i'm not trying to sound like a pessimist and t- like when i say this but you might you might want to Get a Marvel Unlimited account. There's going to be a a Spider-Man cross X-Men cross Venom crossover called Dark Web. Like the internet. (laughs) bad part that you're supposed to stay away from. Like the Um, unfriended sequel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so there was a trailer for the event shown exclusively to the audience that attended the panel. There were glimpses of Spider-Man teaming up with the X-Men, fighting Chasm slash Ben Reilly, along with new new characters, the Goblin Queen, uh, Venom, and more. And Zeb Wells talked about how the Goblin Queen and Chasm do some scheming and unite as the villains of the event. was teased back during the Spider-slash-Venom pre book day one-shot earlier this year. And Venom has has a more classic look compared to the way he looks in the current book. And Nick Lowe mentioned, that, or just said, that something weird is going on with the character. And he also brought up the event, or brought up how the event brings small readers back to elements from the iconic Inferno storyline. Jerry Duggan spoke on Dark Web X-Men, speaking about how the X-Men team was cited for him. Our work was shown of Spider-Man with the X-Men in limbo, sporting his Oscorp suit, created with Norman Osborn. And Nick Lowe promised that Al Ewing, who is currently writing Venom, delivers serious beats for a series in his series and the event during Dark Web. And next discussed for, for Dark Web, uh, there's going to be a Mary Jane and Black Cat issue that is going to be written by Ed Jed McKay as the Beyond uh, tie-in that featured the two characters was one of their most successful uh, titles.
2: I was going to say, I remember a lot of people talking about that last year. Specifically,
1: the panels about them, like, kind of ragging on Peter a little bit. Yeah, and McKay said that the two would be forced together again, teasing that the ladies... (laughs) (laughs) limo. I want to see that. That's a,
2: pretty, that's a pretty good uh, selling point right there.
1: Yeah, and there was a um, there was an image or an artwork for the issue was displayed showing Black Cat's swing through the city. And another miniseries tie-in is Dark Web Ms. Marvel. And Nick Lowe said that her being involved in this whole thing has to do with her being an intern at Oscorp in Amazing Spider-Man. And Cover artwork was shown for *Gold Goblin*, a new series featuring a new identity and suit for Norman Osborn, and this whole thing led to the reveal of a *Red Goblin* series by writer Alec Pacnadel, with art by Sunbreaker artist Jen. I can't. I can't pronounce that. I'm tired. To to <laughs> like, I, can't, I, can't, I can't see it. Jen Basildua. I'm sure I. Butchered that, but there's going to be a a Hallows Eve miniseries exploring a new character of the same name who will be introduced in Dark Web. Who and this character is created by Zeb Wells and Ed McGinnis. And Nicolo said she is already a well-established character. The title is written by Erica Schultz with art by Michael Dowling.
2: Which I kind of like look. I'm trying to think if who it could possibly be though. I don't know hard to tell in the picture they have here kind of reminds me of like silver banshee but black and orange with the hood
0: yeah
1: yeah then then we get we got to go to the interesting stuff which is the x-men as jerry duggan teased that the story and told x-men 16 we'll see things starting to get sinister artwork shown at the panels shows mr sinister a massive temple cyclops taking a haymaker and more a new series was announced, The Sins of Sinister, with a trailer shown for people at the at the panel. This type of thing is I don't really hate it. It's just it's just I don't know how I feel about it. Uh this series will it will be written by Lenil Yu with or he he'll write the series with artist uh Jesus Evertov. I have a hard time being convinced that like these that artists can write just as good as they draw because it's
2: we've been seeing a lot more of it over the years
1: yeah like the I want to say didn't Steve Ditko draw and write as well I want to say he did and then obviously the one name that doesn't have to be said but I'm going to say it anyway Jack Kirby Jack
2: Kirby Neil Adams, George Perez,
1: the first or the earliest creator that I remember reading, like their work as a writer was Francis Mandeville when New Fifty Two Flash launched. Launch, mm-hmm. and that was some superb writing. One of the so, that got me into comics, Dan Jurgens. There's another one. That's the thing. I never knew when I had seen the name Dan Jurgens. I never knew he was an, like. He, I never knew he he was an artist as well. <laughs> this whole time, I'm like, I didn't wait. Why is he drawing? Oh, okay. He did double duty on a good chunk of his career. I then remember that one of the things with Bendis when like when he was trying to get into um, he was trying to get into Marvel, he was trying to get like have his stuff sent. He trying to he was sending his stuff in both written wise and artist wise.
2: Hmm. Supposedly even Jeff Johns can be a bit of an artist, too, from what I
1: heard. I believe that artists and writers who can either do one or the other or both or that that's that I think I think that actually may be a good episode on its own.
2: I think we could lay out a pretty uh, decent list of creators who can kind of do both.
1: Amaro tease that Sinister has still been working in the shadows to get his plans. Are on his plans, and that the series will deal with what happens when Sinister gets what he wants. The title launches in January of next year, 2023, and the events will stretch against, across X Men series shown on the boards, including X Men Red, Legion of X, and Immortal X Men. The title is then shifted as the panel revealed that the titles will be renamed Storm and the Brotherhood of Mutants, Nightcrawlers, and Immortal X Men. And Amaro talked about how Storm and the Brotherhood of Mutants as a, as the name implies uh we'll show storm leading the the uh mutants after Araka was destroyed all will we'll write the series which began which begins in february 2023 night will be written by size your features to cover showing a nightcrawler x23 hybrid with the name wagnerine <laughs> and um i'm gonna stop it there because Listeners, I I shared this when I saw the um the image for making the rounds on Twitter. It looks it's basically the it's basically the phase the next phase of of Marvel Comics, like the, just as there is with Marvel, Marvel and the MCU, it is the exact same thing. Yeah, straight down to the the timeline, like <laughs> Avengers Assemble November 2022, Dark Web December 2022. Uh, and just going on and on, until going for basically from late twenty twenty two to summer twenty twenty three. But you were saying?
2: Yeah, like I mean, basically my third pick was this exact same thing too. It's just like Marvel's just ev- it seems like event after event after event <laughs> after event. And it's not like a giant company wide event like a Dark Crisis or whatever, but. It's just like all of these little events pieced just back to back from Avengers Assemble, Dark Web, Since of Sinister, Captain America Cold War, Summer of Symbiotes, Fall of X. And then I'm sure they have even more planned after that when they, you know, go do, I don't know, San Diego Comic-Con next year. They're going to reveal the, <laughs> the back half
1: of 2023. I will say that I'm, I, I'm I'm actually I'm honestly just waiting for the whole thing to be finished so I could just get read read it that way because. I have the beginning part like the House of X powers of 10 then like a bunch of the character X leading up to the um like the start of the Hickman X-Men re- revamp mm-hmm. but Parmi doesn't want to root fin- like read it because as soon as it started things started like getting good he left what was the um the thing that I, 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 I want to call it a newsletter, but it was it's, it wasn't it's not it's not really a newsletter. It's just the thing that everyone, every creator was leave, leaving to go do. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I can't I can't think of what it is, though. Substack. That sounds right. Yeah. I mean,
2: I've got kind of, I'm kind of with you on the whole X line of comics that they're doing. Like I have them and I was like, maybe I'll start reading them. And I'm like, God, there's so much yeah um to
1: get into it i decided to because um my sister went to to the show on, on saturday and my my other sister paid so i could get an autograph from tom walling and she she goes do you have anything anything he could sign and i said well do you have i, I don't have she's like do you have a dvd do you have a photo and i was like I lost everything I had, like all. Oh. If if no, I didn't lose everything. I still have, I still have the the Smallville box set, but that'd be that'd be a hard thing to carry. <laughs> but then I remembered. Oh wait, I do have at least uh a large chunk of the Smallville uh, season eleven stuff. So I had. So I took the first the first trade, which has a very much, a very more accurate compared to like the other ones, like the other of um oh, mm-hmm. like, like so, a
2: realistic look to it
1: yeah it it's it captures more of um wellings face yeah and yeah i he personalized it and i'm going to ha- hang that thing on my wall what all you ended up getting from there honestly i was going to um i was going to try to get whatever i could like i gave my sister a list of stuff like Comics, manga, and my my other sister has been sick over the past couple of days, so she couldn't go. The, the whole thing meant that there wouldn't be enough time for my sister, my the sister that did go, to do any of the comic, manga slash stuff buying. I decided to take the money I had, like that I had saved, put it aside for the replacement switch that I've been saving for. Hmm. so um is is sh- sh- should we go into the last thing yeah let's just go ahead and dip into the last bit yeah because everything is changing <laughs> <laughs> dc comics is just the gunshot meme from eric andre show who, who killed comic book stores <laughs> <laughs> yeah what josh and i are talking about uh, is dc universe infinite like marvel unlimited they have a delay time, like a delay slash gap time, from when a book is published to when it's released on or made available to read on DC Universe Infinite or Marvel Unlimited. With Marvel Unlimited, it was for the longest time. It was six months. Then they shortened it to three months. DC would occasionally put stuff, or they would put stuff up like every week, and then they announced that we're gonna start doing that soon. It's gonna, there's gonna be a six month delay. And now they, over, seemingly, over, over a day, they announced mm-hmm. that there's going to be a new tier called DC Universe Infinite Ultra, which will make digital comics available to subscribers after only one month. And I realize, huh, I've had my uh, account. I mean, I, I, I've had I've an account since they launched as DC Universe. Mm-hmm. And not like I, technically I've been in, I've been on the ground floor. it just feels dumb, stupid, very stupid to say, starting Monday, hopefully by the time this releases, I will have signed up for the new tier because like this whole thing is something that I think me and jo- me and Josh have talked about off air, which is how do we like, oh my God, my comics are taking up so much space I am I either have to throw them out or box them up or what I was what I was doing I was taking them bagging and boarding them stacking them in my drawer in my dresser drawers to the point where my bottom drawer won't open <laughs> because the drawer above it is sunken in meaning that it won't open and the one above that was either put, taken out wrong or worked on modified wrong because that one is also sunken in, and I have and the real tragedy in my in that bottom drawer. I have my um, action comics nine hundred, bagged and boarded, which is that was the first comic that I I bought like as a reader reader of comics, and I mentioned on Win a while ago about the speculative speculative bubble bubble that almost killed comics. How it's now targeting video games. Oh, mm hmm. And I like if people collect, collect comics, you think that, oh, they're using it for venture for financial reasons. No, no, I just want to have a good collection so I can <laughs> pass it off to someone like their family. And, but back to the story DC Comics senior VP and drama manager Anna, or Anne. I I can't say that name. I don't know. I <laughs> not because I'm not. I can't say that name out of unwilling to not wanting to. Just that it's it's a name that I'll I'll sound bad saying it. But she said that we're we're excited to introduce the industry leading one one month shadowing or no, windowing of digital comics with DC Universe Infinite's Ultra tier, and this new offering is part of DC's vision. Of being everywhere our fans are, online and at comic shops, with a shorter digital release window, fans can enjoy our fantastic new stories anywhere, anytime, while con- continuing to find the latest issues at comic shops. And the this tier will will be discounted to ninety nine dollars for a year subscription, which I'm paying uh, seventy five seventy five dollars for the current high tier highest tier. Of uh, DC Universe Infinite, and DC's PR did not indicate what non-discounted price would be after November twenty-eighth, which is when the like it's from October October tenth to November twenty-eighth is that that small gap of time. So get your cards ready, take a hammer to that piggy bank, and just go to town.
2: Yep, gonna have to.
1: And according to DC's press release. That intro price remains valid as long as your Ultra annual subscription is in good standing and you do not cancel. And, but there's more. Good stuff this time. Not, not bad stuff. Starting in November, 5,000 graphic novels from DC's library will be made available on the app exclusively on the Ultra tier. And subscribers who upgrade will also become eligible to receive a physical copy of an upcoming comic collection, All Spies last. Beginning with a version of the Death of Superman 30th Anniversary Deluxe Edition, adorned with an ultra tier source of variant cover by Ivan Reese. which this actually, this this cover looks really really good. Mm-hmm. It's like mid-fight, Superman and like his costume is all wrecked. Doomsday looks like he's he looks like he has to go to the dentist because have <laughs> that, 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 that haymaker that Superman threw. Right now we're like we're all going going crazy over. Or I'm going crazy over this, the max tier, the basic subscribers at the seventy-five dollar tier, will still still they'll still have their comics six months after release, and DC plans to release titles from its all ages graphic novel line, including uh, books like Com- Tommy Garcia and Gabrielle Piccolo's young, young adult teen Titan series and the Harvey Award nominated Nubia Re- Real One, and. This one, which I'm actually, I'm actually really excited, low key excited for, because I me too, <laughs> I've always, I watched the show, the sketch show that was related to this to this um, series, mm-hmm. but I never actually read the publication because I didn't know that that was the I thought that was like the definitive thing on the of the product. What I'm talking about is. Over a hundred classic issues of Mad Magazine to all subscribers.
2: I'm excited to get back into all that spy versus spy action in those magazines.
1: There's a Kevin Smith uh, thing that I'm not going to go. I won't go into detail because it's kind of explicit, but just uh, he, he, he asked his dad, like when he was a kid to um, if he could get this issue of Mad Magazine because it had a play on words of uh, network the the phone at the time which if you think about mad magazine network the name you can probably imagine what the kickline from that was and i just oh and another reason i like the other reason i'm hoping to find that issue of mad magazine where they where they do super duper man
2: yeah i think I... i know i picked up some issue back when i was a kid where they had i don't know if it was that specific one or if it was like another parody I think it was like right after Superman died and they did like their own their own version of it. Yeah, I think I think I'm going to have to jump on tomorrow and sign up for the Ultra Tier. I've been doing a thing where like I will sign up for both C and Marvel Unlimited at like every other year. So like this year I am on Marvel Unlimited. I think it expires in January, I think. And usually, if I see like a deal or something go up, I will pick it up. This will probably have me signed up for uh, as like a permanent member because that was always the thing like I would I always hated being behind six months, like a one month delay. like I don't think I can pass that up.
1: yeah, um this is from I'm reading this is, I was reading this whole thing from a polygon post, which will be in the notes a different um post I'd read clarified that among the titles that will be in like released or part of the, the set tier basically Dark Crisis 1 through 4 which makes me feel like a real laughing idiot because I have a a giant box like a giant bag of comics that has a whole bunch of Dark Dark Crisis tie-ins and oh god I still have to read The Road to, to Dark Crisis <laughs> But honestly, this is a blessing because I told my the owner of my local comic shop that I decided to say after Dark Crisis, I'm going to have to stop. I don't have the room, like I just basically I don't have the room anymore to to keep buying floppy issues. And then I found out about this. And I think, oh, this is great. And I realized <laughs> I can just buy the main thing I was I've been having multi multi balance is manga. Video games, trade paperbacks, and all and single issues. Now one of those is taken care of. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been a while since I've bought like an actual hard copy
2: comic. Like I've been so into the digital thing for a while now, and it's hard to pass up like the four dollar trade uh, digital versions that you can get on like Amazon or whatever. It's like how do you pass that up?
1: Actually, this is. I, I meant to bring this up when we were, when last time I, I mentioned um, everything with comicsology. They don't like if you if you go to your like if you go to your Amazon account. Mm-hmm. If you if you go and search like look at your digital content, you'll see your stuff, but you'll see you won't see own you see won't see purchased. You'll see acquired, which means that if like with the, with what's going on right now with. Uh, Warner Brothers taking, like delisting titles from stuff that people like delist, basically pulling a PT, uh, Konami and PT, and pl- pulling content that people purchased or downloaded through legal means. If something something happens with either Comixology or Amazon or the the company that puts out said piece of media, it could be, it could just be a, a like an example of why Why it's always good to have like a physical uh, copies of certain things I can see that but
2: I feel like the odds of that happening like between movies and comics and music and video um, yeah. games, it has happened so infrequently that it's not something I try to really get too concerned by like I've had way more <laughs> cases of buying a CD of some sort, whether it's a video game or a movie or, you know, music CD and then it getting scratched all the hell and not being able to play it anymore and have to either go buy a new one or maybe it's not in print anymore, so I can't buy it anyways. And
1: got to look elsewhere. Yeah, (laughs) so I used to be that type of person. But now I'm just like, I I feel I feel remorse like I. I feel it like in my bones like I'm doing something wrong <laughs> thankfully thankfully, I don't do that anymore. I just want to end it end this whole thing on this because it's just it was one of the things that dropped on on Friday, and it's just like just a little thing that I'm must just, just gonna say it and then we'll head out um jokesato is that is that d c now I saw that i i I don't think he's been a part of DC since, or well, like 30s. Yeah, and yeah, he was. This happened at Comic Con uh, on Thursday. There was a panel, the Jim Lee and Friends panel, Thursday afternoon, mm-hmm. and Kas- Joe Casada was a surprise guest. And he'll he'll be designing covers for DC Comics 2023, and the first of these will be Batman 31, 131, and 132. And I don't know if you've looked at the two images so far. I did. Yes. They look so good. They do. And I'm and I'm saying this is someone who when we did that. Oh, Avengers is disassembled. Uh, when we did that, when we did, when we did that episode, I mentioned I just I could the whole episode was just me saying I can't. I don't like this art. And now it's been over It's well. It's been almost 20 years later or close 20 years later. And I'm like, I like this art. <laughs> As long as he doesn't touch
2: the marriage between Clark and Lois, stay at DC. But if he tries to do anything there, I might have to write a very, very upset letter his way.
1: Just make a Superman version of the of Hell's Hal's Emerald action. <laughs> Go on the Wizard dot the Wizard forums that don't exist anymore. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so yeah, how about? I think that's where. <laughs> The, that That's the best way to end this bonus episode of Harper Time. <laughs> uh, Josh, outro.
2: So if you like what you hear, spread the word. Rate, review, tell your friends. Go to forums, post on Twitter, do whatever you can. To let people know that we exist. Get us out there in the internet ether. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. The Hypertime Podcast has its own Twitter account, at HypertimePod. You can reach out to me there if you want to suggest anything, or if you have any questions. You can also check us out over at VGU.TV, where if you are interested in video game stuff, which... Ideally, you should be, if you're listening to this. You can check out our other podcasts, such as Players Club and Win, and also our YouTube channel, VG.TV. But there's no dots, just VGTV, isn't it?
1: Yeah, because we made, we made a branding error. <laughs> we, totally, we totally could have just made some foresight, and it wasn't because of lack of communication between the, the parties that were... Making the the accounts, it is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's too late to make any changes now. I mean, I could just shut. I could just delete that the the other account. I t- I technically have that email, like access to that email. Are you able to like download all the ones that are on there and just move it over? Um, if you're thinking about the one that we that was was a one that was one thing that became another. Uh huh. I could. If you want I could just send you like I could just send you the login and you could just take take Because if that's uh, technically I'm, our stuff. <laughs> well it technically it is, but it has the, the thumbnails and stuff are not ours. We can change it. <laughs> and, I mean I did kind of steal files. <laughs> and like we have like eight hundred posts and most of them are archives are from the other site. So you know, I'll I'll talk editorial meeting about this. I think we should.
2: That's a whole bunch of stuff that we did that just isn't benefiting us in a way we could, we, we could have it do. But yes, check us out there, like subscribe, all that stuff. And there will be plenty more coming down the pike there as well. That you can follow me on Twitter at jmilly99. That is J M I L L E 99. And Alan, where can they follow you at?
1: They can follow me on Twitter at the Alan Muir. That's A L A N M U I R. And prefaced by the word the. <laughs> and is there a
2: Alan's tweet of the podcast?
1: There sure is, because some kind soul uploaded five hours of mid-morning matters and as someone who discovered Alan Partridge sometime after the fact, I'm loving every second of this. (laughs) I I love Alan Partridge so much. And with that, I don't know how else to follow that up. Uh, I I do, I do. Okay, Um, follow it up. (laughs) I'm going to, I'm literally on the webpage right now for it. I think I'm going to start reading Batman Wayne family adventures. (gasps) Yes. Do that. It's so much fun. And with that listeners. We're out. This has been a VGU.TV production. For all of the hottest hot takes and other opinions on video games, music, and a lot more, tune in to VGU.TV.